Hey guys, welcome back to the Grant Med Podcast, episode number 13. And in this episode, we're going to be discussing how to create and keep momentum in your life. And what that means is essentially eliminating the ups and downs and constant, you know, really big wins and then massive failures and having to really circle around that same mountain over and over and over again without actually moving up it. So, we want to create consistency in your life and, and having a consistent upward trajectory, right? A lot of people say, you know, failure is a part of life and you need to fail to learn. And that's 100% true, but not massive wipeout failures, just bumps along the way. For example, if you look at a, a, a stock chart and you look at Apple over the last 15 years, has Apple stock gone down before in a day? Of course, has it gone down in a couple weeks? For sure. But if you expand that stock chart over 5, 10, 15 years, it's a consistent upward trajectory. And each year, Apple is adding value to the company, right? They didn't start off a $2 trillion company. They built it over time. And that stock was going up and down, but the trajectory was always up. And that's how it needs to be in your life. You're going to have mistakes, you're going to have opposition, you're going to have bumps along the road, but you want to have a consistent trend forward where you're getting better each and every year, all right? And so in this podcast, we're going to discuss on how to do that, how to keep that, and how to become a heck of a lot more successful in your career, your lives, and in every aspect for that matter, right? So the first step to creating momentum from scratch is by action, all right, and it's by procedure and it's through process. All right, the reason why so many people in the world, and this is from you know, both genders, every background, every race, every ethnicity, every age group, every certain group of people is going to have a set of people who do this, and, and I think the majority of the world. And the reason why I think most people in the world don't have unbelievable success is definitely not their talent because I think pretty much every single person has some form of talent or some form of genius in them. But I think what happens is everyone is operating off of what they feel, meaning if they feel super motivated and inspired, they're going to work really hard for that period of time. If they just don't feel good about what they're doing and it's gotten really tough or somebody said the wrong thing to them or something bad happened, they don't put in the work. They self-sabotage. They make mistakes. They don't execute like they normally would. And then what happens is that person, because they weren't feeling good and they stopped doing things, they started showing up late, that trickles down into their work life. Then all of a sudden it goes into their personal life and their relationships. And then they dig themselves in this massive hole that now they got to work three times as hard just to even get out of it to get back to where they were. And so what this is, is this is essentially called the compound effect. And, and for more reference on, on this part of the process, um, I want to reference a, a book called The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. And it's an amazing book. I think everybody here listening should, should read it. It's a no BS book that's helped me and a lot of other people um, fix a lot of these issues. But I want to kind of show you how I implement it into my own life, my own business, and helped me you know, become successful. So what this is, is let's say we take two different people, right? We don't necessarily need 15 hours of daily grinding crazy work 
to be successful. And I'm not telling you you don't have to work hard. You do. But sometimes minor adjustments in your everyday life can make huge, huge, huge impacts. All right? So what I mean is start by just doing this this week. All right? And anybody can do this no matter how busy you are or what you're going through right now. When you are driving to work or if you work from home, spend 20 to 30 minutes listening to something positive on YouTube, a good podcast, or read a book that helps you in your specific career, whether it's sales, marketing, business, management, engineering, technology, whatever it is. Only for that 30 minutes. And then before you go to sleep, only literally read like five to 10 pages of a book. That's it, all right? Then what I want you to do is drink the right amount of water every day. And instead of staying up an extra couple hours watching TV or Netflix, go to sleep at a decent time and find a way to get eight hours of sleep every single day for the next like two weeks. And I want you to watch how much better you instantly feel, how much better you communicate, how much better your decision-making is, how much better you execute at work and your relationships and your family and your kids just by those small minor things. And this is a lot of what life is because we don't realize that just in that two-week span, those small minor changes that we do trickle down in massive ways and compound into a massive change in your life in a good way or bad way. Same sense. Let's take that same person that doesn't implement a 15-hour hardworking strategy, but instead of you know getting eight hours of sleep, they stay up late watching ESPN or watching Netflix or watching movies. They don't go to sleep till two or three o'clock and they got to wake up at seven or eight anyways. So they're only getting like four to five and a half hours of sleep or so. Okay, then, you know, instead of drinking water and stuff, they're always drinking the wrong things. They overindulge in alcohol. You know, they're sloppy in their operation. And they're not as focused because they're sleepy. They're worn out. Instead of working out, they never really do it just because they're, they're a little worn out. Then all of a sudden, because they're, they're not sleeping enough, because they're not working out, because they're not taking care of their mental health, they start waking up late a few times because they're so tired. So they're late to work. They're starting to be late to meetings. Then they leave work and they're stressed out and tired because obviously the work was even harder because you were already worn out. And then it bleeds into your marriage. It bleeds into your relationship. It, it bleeds into your friendships because usually you have the patience to listen and hear about how that your partner or your friend or whoever's day was, but you just can't handle it because you're drained. Now you stop paying attention to them. You stop investing into them because you're upset about work, because you're stressed about that. Then all of a sudden your boss comes to you and goes, hey, you're not performing. We need you to do this and this and this or we can't have you working here. Now you're stressed about keeping your job. So now you're passive aggressive about it and you're driving home from work and this car cuts you off and usually just let it go. You start honking like crazy. Then they start screaming at you, cussing at you, flipping the middle finger. You're screaming and yelling at them. Then you finally get home and you're pissed off about that. You start yelling at your wife. Six to eight months passes. Now you're having marriage problems. You're about to have to start looking for a job. 
you're tired and worn out still because you never get sleep. Then you never worked out and you weren't as young as you used to. Now you start gaining weight. You don't feel as good. And now you're in this whole situation. Now you start having financial problems. Now, and if I keep going, you're going to be like, oh my God, this sounds horrible. But let's think about it. That only started with one tiny decision. Should I stay up a couple hours? Not just one time a week, but every single time of the week and only sleep five, four or five hours, six hours? And should I fix it and start getting some rest or am I just going to keep doing this? And what happens is that sleep problem created a work problem, which created a communication and trust problem with management or with leadership in your company or with your employees if you're the boss yourself. Then it bled into your relationships and friendships and it bled into your personal life. And then you had financial problems and now you got a house problem and you got a mortgage problem. It trickles down. But that first person that I discussed that for those first two weeks was getting eight hours sleep, was working out, was reading a book just for those small amount of times was more rested and they felt more confident in their self and they actually learned a couple new skill sets that they could implement in the work. And the boss noticed all of a sudden that they were really always on time and they were dressed sharp and they were just always on it and they were executing. They then ended up closing more accounts and actually breaking the sales record. And next thing you know, they're, they got promoted and they got an income raise and they come home and they're excited and they got home from work and they're not burnt out and they're paying more attention to their spouse or their you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, or if they're single, they're paying more attention to your friends. You're asking your friends how you're doing. You're attentive. You're focused. And they notice something different about you. And it sparks a different thing in your relationship or that friendship you know, is, is great. And they connect you to somebody else because they think you're great. And then you meet this person and this opportunity happens. And then you end up moving into a better home and you get a better car. And then you're being more successful and you're making more money and you're, you're taking your family on vacations and everything's going in the right direction. Next thing you know, you get a better job or you get promoted again. Same person. The only difference was about three to four minor basic decisions that they do on a day-to-day basis. But if we trickle that down for a year, six months, two years, 10 years, think how much that could compound those decision-making decisions over a massively long period of time. It adds up. Because what happens is this, guys. It's, it's called the butterfly effect. One, every small decision that you make leads to another thing that you have to make a decision, then another thing, another thing, another thing, and then you wake up one day and go, how the heck did I get here? And it's because small minor decisions shape who you are, who you're going to become, and how the quality of your life is going to be. And one of the most freeing experiences for me that I've ever had is, I don't know about you guys, but it, I I do love being in in charge and I do like being in control, but I'm okay taking the back seat as long as I respect the person, you know, leading me. But with that being said, I have like a freeing feeling and I feel very at peace when no matter what situation I'm in, as long as I'm able to get out of it if I need to, meaning like I'm not trapped in a situation or I'm not cornered into a career or job or like, you know, if one 
issue happens with my car. I'm not worried about making rent. Like things like that give me peace. And I feel like I'm better when I don't have to worry about those things. And why I say this is to have that freedom and to do it, one of the best and most important things to realize to impact your life in a positive way through creating momentum is by realizing that everything that happens to you is your fault. Yes, yes. If your boss yelled at you that day, is that not fair? Is that suck? I don't know if it's maybe not fair, but it does suck. It's not fun to be yelled at or someone tell you that you're not performing when obviously you know you aren't. But at the end of the day, if you were the best person there and performing and on time and well-rested and executing, crushing it, no matter how nice or rude your boss is, you would never have that conversation. Or if you're the manager or the leader, you wouldn't be stressing about cash problems or production issues from your sales reps because maybe you'd be more attentive. You'd be more intuitive. You would have been uh, proactive about it and fixed situations you didn't have it. But A freeing moment is when you can realize every decision you make is your fault and everything that happens to you could have been affected and changed by you being better. Are you anticipating it? Are you preventing the situation from happening? There's always going to be things coming at you, but really successful people are able to handle problems as opportunities and most importantly, prevent them from coming again. Okay, so my whole life, and I've, I'm sure many of you guys, if y'all, if this is your first time listening, then maybe you don't, and, and if you have, I'm sure you know partial or different parts of my story. But yeah, I know now it seems like man, everything's just great. But I've been through hell and back to even get to this part, and I felt like my whole life I always got the short end of the stick. They always pick someone over me. I always almost got this and almost got that, and. I realized the reason why that was happening was because I was mo- I was I was waiting on my work ethic or my like desire the way I was feeling that day to drive my moves and decisions. So I was winging everything. I'd work really hard and then I'd be like, "Damn, this sucks." And then I'd kind of go into a ball and be upset about it. And then I'd be like, "No, wait, I can do it." And then I'd come back and it was like this up, down, up, down and I never was heading in the right trajectory. I was constantly chasing my tail over and over again. So what I did is I realized that, you know what? While certain things I didn't agree with, and yeah, I feel like I should have been picked, or I should have got the promotion, or I should have got the position, or whatever it is, I finally woke up one day and realized, you know what? All of this is my fault. Because if I truly was just that good, no matter how cool or mean or great or bad that coach was, I would have been the guy. No matter how close the relationship the boss was or the CEO or whatever it was, I would have got the position. Because if you're that good, you would have made the right connection with that person. You would have set yourself up for success. You would have shown that you deserve that position or deserve that opportunity, that relationship or whatever you're going after. So, you have to eliminate winging things and hoping and and hoping that your emotions and motivation is going to get you there. Guys, if you're relying on motivation, just don't even, I mean, don't even ever go after something big. It's a waste of time because your motivation is never going to get you there. I would be lying if I told you guys I was just perfectly motivated and felt like a million bucks every day. 
But you have to be disciplined and know that to be the best of the best and to be a high performer, you got to wake up and execute and make it happen and follow a process every single day, no matter how you feel. If not, that's fine. Just don't want anything worthwhile in your life. It's that simple. It's not motivational. It's just the truth. And it's what every person needs to realize. So when I learned this, okay, and I, I always talk about how I was working at the solar company and... I'm going to tell a quick story because I mentioned like the difference of the two people, right? So after my football career basically failed and I'd been screwed over in other jobs, quote unquote screwed over, but it was really me. um, I was sick of it. And I started studying myself and my decisions and the results. And I realized that I was not planning and plotting every one of my moves. And I wasn't being decisive and focused about how to give myself the best opportunity to win. And with that being said, what I realized is, look, I need to have a set agenda, a set schedule, and I need to focus on at this time and this time and this time developing myself and then studying all the people that are in my environment and figuring out who do I need to connect with? Who do I need to befriend? Who do I need to help? Who do I need to connect with? What numbers do I need to hit? How do I get there? Who do I need to talk to? So I had a plan and a process to everything, okay? So I came into the company as a sales rep. I was 22 years old. I was talented, sure, just like everyone else, but I was a talented, sharp guy, super motivated. At the same time, this other guy that was a sharp-looking guy, well-spoken, he had a sales background, very similar, I would say, me and him. If you really just look at everything when two guys are coming into a company, I would say it's fair to say that we're pretty much equals. We're sharp, we're pretty well-spoken, and it seemed to be that we wanted to be motivated and do good, right? So we're basically at equal, right? We're, we're, both, at, we're both at the same starting line. So first month, you know, we went through training and we both did really good. I went out and hustled and And it seemed like he was too, um, at least from the surface. And I closed like six deals that month, right? Which was good for a first month rep. He went out and closed five. So people were like, wow, this guy's really good. You know, Grant's really good. And they were kind of comparing us, okay? And in fact, he could have been better than me. I don't know. And I kind of started to notice a few changes, all right? So the next month, I was always on time and I was always dressed in a blazer, a suit. I was always staying after I was always staying long on training I was always reading and focusing and I was getting my rest and I was kind of pulled my way I wasn't partying or anything I was very like focused on me succeeding and I didn't know too much about his personal life but I did start to notice different things not even a judgmental way I just you know he was on my team so I just kind of noticed he was like late a lot like two three times a week he's running in like tucking in his shirt hey sorry guys this happened that happened whatever you know saying all these excuses and I'm not the manager and, you know, I wasn't judging him, you know, it's just whatever. It's none of my business. You know, I got to focus on, on my career. Right. And, um, I noticed he's late and then, you know, you kind of start seeing him, you know, show up late to training, not be on this happened, that happened kind of all over the place. Next thing, you know, like the next month he still does solid. He gets like four or five deals and I get right around the same five, six, seven deals, something like that. And the next month, and I'm noticing he's kind of still a little late and I'm hustling, man. And this, and this dude is still doing the same amount of deals as me. So if you look at everything three months in and you got me, who's 
probably because I wasn't as good, maybe, I don't know, but I was busting my ass. I was studying, I was reading books, I was going to sleep early, I was focused, I was on time, I was heck early most of the time, I was staying extra, I was calling people, I was scheduling one-on-one meetings. And this guy's like, now after three months, you realize he's just completely winging it. So he's obviously just better than me, talent-wise. And three months in, we've essentially done the exact amount of sales. Sacked amount of revenue. So if you're looking from a wide-eyed view, you would say, well, it's kind of a waste of time for me to work that hard, right? Because this guy's not doing anything and we're basically the same thing. But that's not how the compound effect works. Because remember, even if you don't see it on the short-term view, slowly these decisions will compound and trickle into a bigger event. Good, bad, or average, whatever it is. Never saying the same. Next thing you know, the fourth, fifth, and sixth month, my numbers start going up. I'm getting seven deals, eight deals, seven deals. He starts regressing. Now he's getting three deals, two deals, one deal. And at six months in, like I said, he, he's only at like one deal and he's stressing. He's late. He's all, and you can just tell he's affected. I wasn't super close to him or anything. Next thing you know, I was so focused, I connected, got close with the regional manager. I got close with the director. Next thing you know, the CEO comes in town and I build a relationship with him. Meanwhile, I'm crushing it. I've made alliances with everyone. I became friends with everyone. And and this guy who was fantastic and, and unbelievably talented, on the first three months, he seemed exactly the same as me and wasn't put in the work. Now, all of a sudden, is like, oh my God, He only has one deal this month. This is not good. Next thing you know, look what ends up happening. I end up somehow getting promoted to regional sales manager. I get promoted. Falls in my lap. I reorganize the entire team. I'm hustling with him. Next thing you know, I feel like, excuse me, I find out that he has, you know, an issue, a substance issue. And this has trickled down and just really impacted his life in a negative way. Now, I had become his boss and we had a good relationship. But then the next month, he had the same thing. I think he closed like one deal or zero deals, something bad. And finally, I was forced with the decision to where, look, as talented as this guy is, I can't have him on this team as much as I want to. And I ended up having to let him go. And that is nothing to be proud of, but it tells you how crazy the compound effect is. I was on the exact same level as someone who was probably way more talented than me. And three months in, it looked like, why is this grand guy working so hard if he's doing the same or just as much deals as this other guy? He's just working hard for no reason. No, it just haven't compounded yet. And what happens is, Every decision and everything that you do trickles down into another scenario. And we have to realize that your decisions all have results that come from it. Some you don't see. You don't see after you had that amazing week and you gave that amazing presentation. You don't get that instant reward in front of your eyes, but you don't know that the regional manager just talked to the director about how talented you were and how they need to position you for a promotion that's going to probably open up on the East Coast in the next three months, but they haven't told you yet. You don't know that yet. You don't know that someone else on your team was talking to someone else about, dang, she is talented. 
that girl is amazing and then told that person, that person, that person. And now your whole organization is talking about you. You just didn't know it yet. You don't know what opportunities are coming through consistent everyday execution. Anybody can be disciplined for a few months, three months, a year, heck, even two years. But few people can do it for decades. Look at the best athletes in the world. Very few athletes have been able to be truly the best for decades. I mean, we're, we're talking Tiger Woods, LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, Tom Brady. I mean, very few people, very few entrepreneurs have been able to do this for decades over different industries. Richard Branson, Elon Musk, you know, all these type of guys, Steve Jobs, very few people. Because it's not about talent. Everyone is talented. It's about the little tiny things that you do over and over and over again. And let me tell you something. If you're already a talented person, which I assume every single person listening was, it is your biggest strength, but it is also your biggest weakness. Don't let your skill sets and your talent be a crutch that prevents you from becoming great. But... If you take a talent person or talented person and you combine structure and process with that, you now have the cheat code to life. You're going to be unstoppable because it's impossible to beat someone who keeps on going and keeps developing themselves. Because what happens, guys, is you wake up one day and go, oh my God, how in the heck did I get here? And you get your paycheck, you look at your bank and you go, Oh my God, I remember when I used to stress about filling my tank up with gas. What in the, I've never had this much, with this many zero, I haven't had, what the heck? I used to stress about $100. But it takes daily execution and it starts with a compounding of good decision making today, not tomorrow, All right? Well, that's, that's it for episode 13, guys. Thank you again so much for the support and the feedback. Um, the, you know, the podcast continues to grow worldwide and it's, it's amazing getting messages from people in Greece and Italy and Africa, Nigeria and Australia and Vietnam and all these incredible places. So I, I, like I said, I just really appreciate the support. Like I said, I'm all always going to just do this just to help out as many people as I can, just to kind of give back and show kind of shortcuts, you know, that, you know, I made a lot of dumb mistakes, but if you guys can learn from me and not have to go through them, then that's a win in my book. So thank you guys again. Uh, please make sure to subscribe and, and leave a comment on Apple Podcasts if you can, um, giving us a review just to continue to grow the, the channel. But I appreciate it. Talk to you guys soon and I'll see you guys on episode 14. Thanks guys. Have a good week.